0: We are now outside of the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference in front of the big giant gorilla. Doug Wiles is with me. He's the Bismarck City Forester. Is that the correct title? That's correct. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us here today. One of the things we wanted to ask you about was just some of the uh, advantages of trees and some of the obstacles that you have as a city uh Forester, I guess would be the right term, but also you guys just had Arbor Day, so let's talk about your Arbor Day celebration in Bismarck, North Dakota.
1: Yeah, Arbor Day in North Dakota falls on the first Friday in May, and last week we got to celebrate with a fourth grade class from Liberty Elementary. We honored a, a local developer for the work that he's done to improve and increase our urban forestry in Bismarck, and the, the kids at Liberty Elementary put on a, a little production of poems and skits and even a rap uh, to celebrate trees, so it was pretty exciting. Urban forestry, what is that? Urban forestry, we look at you know, the collection of all the street trees on public and private property, the the, cities, the trees around the city as a forest, uh, as an ecosystem. Uh, and so that term is used to describe all the trees within the city.
0: Let's talk about trees in a city. Uh, I've made the contention that half the trees planted in the United States over the last 20 years by cities and nonprofits have died in the first year. And that was a, a study out of Clemson a number of years ago that I cited. Um, I'm not f- sure if you're familiar with studies like that, or if you think I'm out of line for making statements like that, but that's just the research I've done. You're the expert. Talk to me about the cities when it comes to the planning and the uh, uh, trees and just that whole thing.
1: Uh, you're not far off. I don't know the exact statistic on the survival rate of trees within the urban environment, but... It is significantly lower than what you would find in a natural forest.
0: Or expect, I imagine.
1: Right, right. And it's pretty obvious that the urban environment is much more harsh. We're warmer than, you know, outside of city limits. There's not a lot of water. There's concrete. So There's a lot of things stacked against trees to start with. Uh, One of those, you know, if a tree's not planted properly, that's that's a... uh, a big strike against it you know it takes some knowledge and it takes some technique to ensure that those trees are going to start off on the right foot and that's one thing that that maybe isn't taken into consideration when people plant trees or organizations or even municipalities plant trees is the amount of work that it takes to make a tree succeed um, beyond those first few years it it takes watering it takes uh staking and, and protecting that tree for a number of years so it's a lot of man hours it's a lot of resources that are required Um, yeah so I would say that stat's pretty close
0: How about when it comes to tree selection Uh, we'd like to give the example of and I don't know if this was just the North Dakota, Minnesota, Midwestern thing but it just seemed like the way the government solved tree problems for 20-30 years was let's go plant 10,000 ash trees and then all of a sudden some beetle came and took them all out well let's plant 20,000 elm trees to make up for it well then the elm dutch disease came and what's going on in the terms of, I guess, uh, a mixed bag of trees, if you will? How, or are we still just kind of throwing all of our seeds in one basket?
1: No, we've uh, unfortunately had a couple different pests come through in disease cycles that have uh, have uh, taught us a tough lesson. You know, first it was Dutch elm disease where, you know, North Dakota, the American elm, it's our state tree and it's a great tree. It grows fast, provides a lot of shade, but we had a ton of them, you know, and then when Dutch elm disease came, we, we've we lost a lot. Unfortunately, in Bismarck, we have a great management program and we've been able to keep some of those trees. Uh, but then once we lost the elm trees, people started planting ash trees all over the place. And unfortunately, it leads to, to high percentages of ash trees in our urban forest, specifically in the northern plains, because it grows well. And it's set us up for some big time failures once emerald ash borer gets to North Dakota. So the big push now is diversity. We try to to plant no more than ten percent of any genus on our on our boulevard, So diversity is key to having a resilient forest.
0: That's interesting. So we're talking about ten percent. That's a low number for to go from a hundred percent, you know, ash trees now only ten percent, which is you know good. But how does that work then? Do do people get to choose, or is it based on well, we're all out of apple trees, so you can't do apple trees until these these species or genus have been satisfied. How does that work? So
1: for us in Bismarck, uh, we don't allow people to plant ash trees on the boulevard anymore. Uh, so that's one one thing that we've done. And and that 10% is a goal. That's yeah. what we're trying okay. to achieve. So um, people are gonna plant what they're gonna plant in, in a tree, any tree is better than no tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to educate the citizens about what we're trying to accomplish why that diversity is important and uh teaching them that like i said diversity is resiliency
0: yeah, i always tell people it's good to have loose guidelines you know you, you if they get too far out of whack well then you got to talk about it but if it stays around there hey it's long as you're shooting 80 percent you're doing pretty good you know that type of thing so uh let's talk a little bit about uh what oil and gas can do to help i was talking to a few people about arbor day and it sounded like there was some good support from the community but not a lot of industry showed up to be a part of that and we're trying to get more industry involvement one of the reasons why you're here is a very non-partisan very non-neutral hey let's just talk about trees what are some things either oil companies energy companies have done around the city of bismarck to help with the tree programs or things maybe that have been said in meetings that you would like to tell energy companies because it's a it's a sticky situation to ask for help but at the same time we're in the day and age where we got to do it now
1: right Uh, so actually marathon does contribute to our programs they contribute a couple thousand dollars a year to that and that's something that you know, the industry could do. All municipalities are, are looking for creative ways to, to fund some of their programs. Uh, in, our, in our case, we're looking for ways to fund tree planting or to fund projects. You know, sometimes we try to partner with uh, scouts or other small groups. And, you know, as a municipality, budgets are always a constraint. So trying to find creative ways and partners and groups to partner with to, to make those great ideas happen.
0: Where are you from? I'm from Missouri. Missouri. All right. Give us your way to North Dakota. How did you end up in North Dakota? How many stops along the way? Uh, Well, I undergraduate, I I went to
1: Missouri, played baseball there, and then uh, ended up moving to Idaho where I went to grad school and got a master's in natural resources. And um, after grad school, my first job uh, as a forester was in Jamestown, North Dakota, and then shortly after got to Bismarck.
0: Jamestown okay oh okay what were you doing in Jamestown again I was a city forester in Jamestown all right Jamestown North Dakota I imagine okay not Jamestown Virginia No, no right. North Dakota. so all right let's just uh, kind of wrap her up here as I'm I wanted to find out just kind of your background a little bit to see if you spend any time in any sort of uh, green states and I don't mean green politically I mean just green oh, yeah. Colorado green Oregon green Idaho green you know One night I'm doing a show, late night call-in show. It was uh, the seven to 10 o'clock shift, okay? And we had a guest on from the park service talking about just some of the problems with park and how we can fix it, this and that. We got a call in, Badger Canyon, Idaho. And they talked about how there's no badgers there anymore. He was really depressed about that. And so I wanted to ask you about just habitat permaculture the different layers involved with forests because as I conclude the interview I just wanted people to understand that there are layers of impact with these forests and part of the industrial forest that we're trying to do is is create this idea of a forest in the city limits and in the city limits well then you're going to bring in pollinators but also different animals and foliage and all kinds of different things talk about the permaculture and the layers of a forest if you wouldn't mind because it, it's, it's critical but I think it's really o- easily overlooked. Sure um, you know I mentioned the term ecosystem
1: previously and it's kind of a word that's thrown around but there's layers to an ecosystem right um, in a forest environment you have layers of canopy where you have the overstory understory and and everything in between and and in those ecosystems you have different resources that wildlife and even people have have survived on for for hundreds and thousands of years and we are kind of divorced from that in the urban environment where we have you know just a couple layers of canopy and there's there's nothing else going on below because of development Um, but there are opportunities in in parks and areas set aside where we can rehabilitate some of that um do some plantings that are a little more holistic and not so um specific it doesn't have to be just an orchard or just a bunch of shade trees it can be be a mixed forest where, where you would get different uses like you said where more wildlife and, and people can kind of um maybe not necessarily congregate together but definitely use it and the community would have great benefits in that
0: how can people help out uh forestry department do you know i know you're not in sales or anything like that but i mean is there a way that people can get involved
1: yeah we look you know every year we try to get volunteers and um we have different opportunities for that and then we have uh, opportunities to donate to our planting program we have a partners in planting program it's been around for about 24 years and we raise money annually and the city matches that to to get trees out on the boulevard last year we had about a thousand trees planted on the boulevard as a result of that program so that's something people can do the other thing is just be mindful of the environment you have that you can directly affect you know we're in a drought right now watering your trees is the best thing i could ask you to do once a week make sure the tree gets an inch of water throughout the drip line a lot of people plant a tree and forget it, as we alluded to earlier in our conversation. And if you know the citizens of Bismarck are able to help in that way, that would keep our forest healthy and preserve it for benefits that other people are going to have in the future.